0: Happy Friday, everybody. That's an OG's Flavoring Friday to all those who celebrate. Shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. OG's, not your classic cannabis-infused gummy. No, no, no. Their way above average they absolutely knocked it out of the park when it comes to flavor and the effects of their gummies a total slam dunk too. speaking of slam dunks we're going to be talking about asu of a basketball but go ahead and head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup including their two newest gummies the ogs natural and the big ogs speaking of a big og we got ralph in the building ralph how you doing my guy
1: (laughs) what up eric how you doing man
0: man, i'm I'm a big og now
1: i like it That's right. You an OG in
0: the space, man. You've been doing it. People love you. And uh, that's why we got you here. We are ready to dive into ASU U of A men's basketball. But before we get right into that, I got to poke a little bit of fun at the Wildcats because that is just what we do here because they took a big fat L last night and the gymnastics world ASU taken down u of a getting a win on that ter- ter- territorial cup notch right there boom look at that just want to start off with a big shout out to asu gymnastics awesome 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 job by them setting the tone hopefully for what could be a massive upset tomorrow Ralph I've got to ask you going into this game ASU absolutely massive underdogs do you feel like there's a chance that they could pull away with a win
1: yeah I I think if you've watched any Pac-12 basketball this year you realize Arizona's the class of the Pac-12 however um it if Utah can take them to double overtime if Washington State can tag them uh it's possible. We don't know really who this Arizona state team is on a consistent basis yet. Cause they have yet to be consistent. They had a stage where they, they were, uh, in the lead in the pac 12. And then they had a stage where they lost seven of eight. And now they're on a two game winning streak. All of a sudden, Jemiah Neal is providing a spark off the bench. Um, it's possible. Arizona is undefeated at McHale and ASU doesn't have a lot of luck in Tucson. Uh, but I think I think that it it's one of those things, the um uh, Doctor Strange like <laughs> It's, there is one, uh, one opportunity in which we win, and hopefully everything falls in line. And there were some nice results last night that actually give Arizona State the opportunity on Saturday to jump, I think, as high as fifth in the Pac-12, and maybe just be a couple of games out from from even being second or third, um, w- which is all going to help in positioning for the eventual Pac-12 tournament, which is probably Arizona State's best chance to to do some postseason play.
0: Yeah, I mean, barring, I would say and absolutely incredible run to end the regular season i would say that's their only chance uh looking at march madness success but but you're right we really we don't know what this asu team is in like the best way and in the worst way that leads to a lot of games that you're left scratching your head saying what the hell are you doing why are you starting off down 18 points and then outscoring the team for the rest of the game that doesn't make any sense but that does lead to hey rivalry game a lot of people don't believe in you. And it feels like that is when ASU athletics in general, when their back is against the wall and nobody believes in them, that's when they can prosper. And then it's kind of the opposite. When you have the expectations and everybody's expecting you to win, then you kind of look at like, oh, when is this going to go wrong? But I got a couple of keys and I want to hear yours as well. I think number one, since it is a rivalry game, it is on the road in Mikhail, which is like you said, a very tough place to play, especially this season with U of A having so much success there. Number one is to create chaos. And if there's one thing that this team can do spearheaded by Frankie Collins, it is to create chaos, especially on that defensive end. You got to get up there. You got to pressure. You have to win the turnover battles because when they do, and when they get out on the fast break to me, that's when this team's playing their best. They've got the momentum going. And I really want to see, I mean, you always want to see Frankie Collins set the tone, but especially on that defensive end, if they can jump out early Course, those turnovers, maybe make U of A sweat a little bit, that momentum-wise could set the tone for the game. So shout-out Tori Lovello, man. I-, I need this team to create chaos in order to uh, to really, really, really have a chance to win tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and uh, so l- last night, uh, hosted of Spaces and Kyle Dodd was in there, and he pointed out something that's really important to that being your X factor, and that is that if if you if you buckle down, and you play great defense for 135 second possession you want that great defense to be rewarded you don't want to give up an offensive rebound and put yourself back in in the same situation that keeps you from getting out in transition and just further you know wastes your energy um and th- so my biggest concern is uh, Bolo has had seven of his last nine games, at least 13 rebounds. And he's on a streak of four in a row with at least 13 rebounds. So where I see um, Arizona state's key to success is when they get a stop, they got to get a rebound. They have to. And so Sean Phillips jr um gaffney's gonna have to play a little bit closer to the basket than maybe he's he's been used to i know they used him at the four against uh against oregon state they have to crash the boards because i think that they're gonna be rewarded arizona has some great shooters i think they have like five guys shooting 34 percent uh or above from three um and 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 so if you are able to force a miss shot and you want to get out and run the worst thing that can happen to you is Ballo's down low he grabs a rebound kicks it back out and then you you have 70 straight seconds of right defense so that that to me is thing one and then uh, which i feel like is a controllable your effort on on the yeah game. absolutely maybe you don't hold him under 13 rebounds, but maybe you keep it from being three, four offensive rebounds and making sure that 10% of an entire half. Isn't you spent on your heels. The other is shots have to fall. And and what I noticed against Utah and Oregon state in these last two wins is sometimes when they're out on the run, they're stopping and shooting threes. And if those, if those shots don't go in, then it feels like a wasted possession, but shots have been falling. You just have to hope that, that, that continues. And I mean, from the corner, from the baseline, from 28 feet out, they, they've, they've had more shots falling uh, in the last couple of games than they definitely did during that eight game streak in which they lost seven. So you you hope that shots fall. That's not necessarily uh, a controllable um, because they're going to shoot the way they shoot. They're going to play the way they play. Right. you have to keep the second chance points to a, a minimum.
0: Yeah. And, and kind of playing into that, the, the play that sticks out to me when you're talking about they're running and they're taking jump shots was Jemiah Neal on the fast break, like pull up contested transition three and he hit it and yeah. to give credit to Jemiah Neal. He has been feeling himself as of late. He is probably my X factor for this game because you do need somebody to go out there and to get you hard, tough buckets. And back to your first point, kind of merging it with mine, with winning the turnover battle. And then also those rebounds, the last thing that you can do when, let's just say it out it is, talent-wise, like, like U of A is the number five team in the country, right? Like on paper, this team is supposed to win this game. That's, that's just the way that it's supposed to go. And if you are a team in the opposite position where ASU is, you cannot give them more chances. Every single offensive rebound, every single turnover that you lose, that's giving them another chance to not only either build a lead up to, let's say it balloons to a 10 point, 12, 15 point lead, or if you have a lead and they can draw it closer on the road, that's going to be a really hard thing to overcome with the rebounding specifically, Sean Phillips Jr. I, I it was almost a cathartic experience in the other game where he had the ball and he went inside and he just, Dunk that and it feels like we were waiting all season for him to really establish himself on the inside. I, I need him to show up and-, and I need him to go absolutely hard in the pain. It's almost all about tone setting to me at this point, because if you are gonna pull off a win where you're not favored, you can't just ease your way into it, right? You can't just hope for the best, let the other team play their game, you play your game, and let's see what happens. No, you gotta make people uncomfortable. You've got to force them inside and you've got to maybe make them sweat a little bit. Bang around with ballo down low. Don't make him feel comfortable trying to grab boards defensive or offensively. And Phillips is really the only guy that you have on the roster that has the build to do that. Like you could want Alonzo Gaffney to go more into the paint. You can want Alonzo Gaffney to hang out more around the rim. But what we've seen is he's more of a perimeter oriented guy. He doesn't really have that makeup of let's bang down low. Let's get dirty with it. And let's grab these tough boards. Let's force these extra possessions and that's just something that ASU is really going to need in order to to just get going in this game just to keep it close and i'm wondering what you think or if you think Sean Phillips can do that like do you believe that for a full game against a top tier team Phillips can go inside and, and man that paint area
1: not for a full game i mean that 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 would be me saying that he can do a thing that I haven't seen him do before. That'd be me using my imagination, but what's going to matter most is like four or five key possessions. When the ball bounces off the back of the rim, you know, can he make sure that they don't get a second opportunity? He doesn't have to, he, he just has to be opportunistic. He just has to go all out when he's in the game. Um, and not be afraid to use his fouls and not be careful. And, and and if we end up with him off the court, then we end up with him off the court. But um, I, my, my hope is that he just goes in is as aggressive as possible. And one of the other keys for Arizona state is to not get behind. You can't get down 18 to one and expect to, to come back. Those first half timeouts mean nothing to you. So if you, if you feel yourself slipping, if you don't like a look, if they get on an immediate hot streak to make it seven to two, to start the game, use them. Do not let them capture any level of momentum. That's going to have you playing you know, seven possessions back five minutes into the game like they did the other night. So um, and the other thing is um, throw the kitchen sink at Caleb Love
0: because
1: oh, yeah. he has um, he's regressed to the mean a little bit in his last three games. And what I mean by that, this is a very talented player. So people are going to hear regressed and they're and and they're going to see that he's actually the reason that they smoked Colorado by going four for six from three the other day. Uh, here's what I mean. In his three years at North Carolina, he was one of the worst shooters in the country. One of the worst shooters in the country for somebody who is getting big minutes at a major program. That's just the truth. I mean, here, like like, just for for the sake of proof, would you want somebody at, at University of Arizona with their history of great shooters, would you want somebody whose field goal percentage is three consecutive years under 38%? You, you would <laughs> probably want not, man. No. Would you want somebody who two of their first three years shot under thirty percent from three? taking as many as seven threes a game like he did in 2021 and 2022 you absolutely wouldn't but this year not only has he raised his overall field goal percentage 50 points he's raised his three point percentage 50 points but in the last three games he has actually been a little bit of a free throw merchant he's depended upon getting to the line and he has missed a lot of shots so that's a guy that you don't want to give second opportunity because you don't want him to catch fire and if he is going to be in a situation where he he's uh struggling with his shot a little bit you want to keep the pressure on him you want to try to keep him off the free throw line but if you got to foul him you got to foul him don't let him get hot because it he he really is a difference maker he is their best scorer he is probably their most dynamic player and i i think that he's definitely the the leader Of this team. And I know that there's been some criticism of Tommy Lloyd as of late, but if you just look at Caleb loves time at North Carolina, Caleb loves time at Arizona, seems like Tommy Lloyd's doing a pretty good job with him in particular, but he is, um, he is somebody who can go cold for long periods of time. You can't depend on that. You actually have to try to put him uh, in those situations. And I hope that's something that Arizona State's ready for, especially with a few extra days of, of, of preparation.
0: Right. A few extra days of preparation and also coming off of two wins, which for where this Arizona State team was just a week or two ago, we are five straight losses. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Five straight going from Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, account and Colorado. You finally did bounce back. You beat Utah. You beat Oregon State. And you beat Oregon State in blowout fashion. And you do go into this game against a U of A team that, like you said at the very beginning, they have not put away lesser competition this entire season, whether it has been an overtime win against Utah or, like you said, a loss to Washington State. Like, it is possible. And in order to do that, yes, Caleb Love needs to be cold. Absolutely. But on the other end, you're going to need another Jemiah Neal masterclass, but you're also going to need this this four-headed monster of sorts that Totri kind of uh, claimed when you're talking about the Arizona State starting lineup. And that, of course, is Frankie Collins and the spearheading that with Jose Perez, Adam Miller. And and to me, I know know this is going to sound weird, but I'm actually relatively confident that this is going to be an Alonzo Gaffney game relatively confident because oh, because hear, hear me hear me out I've been okay. I've been off him I've been off him shooting threes I don't want him spreading the floor I, I he has not been a guy that I've been impressed with this season however in games like this when you kind of least expect it you always have that one kind of unsung hero right and I, I feel like Gaffney is going to be disrespected a lot of attention is going to be put on a guy like Frankie Collins a guy like Jose Perez and a guy like Adam Miller and he's going to be forgotten about and I feel like this is really his time to to kind of cement himself and say, okay, maybe I haven't had the best season, right? Maybe I haven't had the performances that I've been wanting. But obviously he's still going to be shooting it. Obviously he's still going to put it up. And would I be massively surprised if the outcome is the same as it was this whole season? No, but this feels like one of those games where everybody's gonna need to contribute. And I feel like he's gonna know that going in and these guys are gonna be hype. And given that couple extra days in preparation, if there's one thing I think Bobby Hurley can do, it is get guys a little bit more riled up. And and I do think that that's gonna pay dividends, but I'm still wondering how does that all play together if the other guys, besides obviously Alonzo Gaffney, don't step up, you're Jose Perez, you're Adam Miller, you're Frankie Collins. And this could be a game where it's Frankie Collins' legacy At, at ASU, obviously he's had a good career here, on the defensive end he's starting to put up some record numbers as well but in order to really cap off you want to have that iconic moment you want to have that iconic win and i know there's been some twitter and x discussion about the uh, des cambridge shot and uh, celebrating that quote iconic moment in the regular season but if you're able to pull off a massive upside like that and you're able to spearhead it like that could be a moment that you look back on at asu history and be like that was that guy's moment now it's probably less likely it's going to be a guy like alonzo gaffney But in games like this, you have those unlikely unsung heroes. And I'm wondering for you, you're kind of like unsung. This is a guy I'm looking at. He might step up and have a game that people did not expect him to have.
1: Well, here's the thing about Arizona State this season is it's not, this is not a team that is capable of being carried by someone. Right. It's just not. And so unless you have two and a half good games right happening at at any given time then this team's not going to win for the the streak in which they lost seven out of eight games i think five of those games jose perez was the leading scorer in a loss and which is funny because i think on the season overall frankie collins is still the team's leading scorer and so it's really been um it's 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 really been not knowing what to expect from different players night in and night out you do need more than one player above 15 points to even be competitive and and I think the biggest tell for Arizona State has been their record in conference play they are one in six in games where they score 71 points or less and they are six in one in games where they score 71 points or more like that line for them is is 71, 72 points in order to even be competitive. And in order to get there, you need two guys carrying at least half of that. You have to. So that's you, you, be too, you need 36 points between two guys. And you now, is that going to come from Alonzo Gaffney? Is he going to give you 18? No. You know, and it's definitely not going to come from him, you know, uh, shooting threes from the top of the key in transition. He needs to find a way to contribute. Uh, down low he's six foot nine he forgets sometimes yeah right he does so, forget a
0: lot of the time actually
1: <laughs> if he's going to hit you know if he's going to hit a a three or two fine but it, you know if it's going to be like the other night where he misses two and then he just stops shooting altogether I'm cool with that too don't That's waste fair. possessions if if you uh, if you're shooting 28 percent from three on the season don't force the issue so you know if we can get six to eight points from Alonzo Gaffney uh, maybe he gets to the free throw line once maybe he has a putback uh, and maybe maybe hits a three from the top of the key, then that's just that much less work that everybody else has to do to get you to that, to that 71 point marker where you're going to be competitive. So I'm not sure that it's going to be any one individual player, but what I can tell you is if your top two players aren't getting you between 35 and and, and 40 points, whoever they're going to be at any given time, you're just not going to be competitive, especially at McHale.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, with this team in general, it doesn't really matter who the team is. The reason why they're able to, to take down a team like Oregon state that did thoroughly embarrass them earlier in the season is because they had a completely spread out, uh, scoring output. You had 16 points from Jose Perez, 16 points from Adam Miller, 14 points from Frankie Collins. You got a zero ball from Alonzo Gaffney, which is not great in 26 minutes, but then off the bench, you have Jamal Neal who puts up 21 points in 32 minutes. Like you said, it's, it's multiple people who are going to be able to attack for this team that does, They average exactly 70 points per game, which is about the 300th best in college basketball. So they're averaging right about there. And those numbers that you said were pretty telling. But speaking of numbers that are telling, if I could tell you that you could get $200 for free, Ralph, would you take it? Of course i mean i know i would and if you want that free two hundred dollars well you want to head over to our friends over at desert financial credit union and they are the best place to keep your money especially if you are a sun devil because for more than 84 years desert financial has been arizona's largest and most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions. Now, speaking of the community, I am a member of that community. I have been using them for a long time, since way before I worked here. And I can tell you, they have been great with not just assisting me with the basic things, like if I misplace something or if I have a question about whatever it is money related, they easily answer it. When I go in in person, the lines are never too long. The people are always friendly. It's a good and trustworthy place for you to put your money. If you want a little bit more money, now is the time. You can open up a checking account online and get 200 bucks plus for you Sun Devils that want to rep hard. You can get one of three Arizona State University Visa debit cards. If you want to check out those designs, if you want to look more into Desert Financial Credit Union in general, just go to desertfinancial.com slash ASU to get started. And we're all about the money, 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 money. And we're talking ASU being a massive underdog. If you were to put a little bit money on ASU money line, (laughs) well, that could get you a big payday. You should do that over on our friends at Bet. MGM, and if you bet $5, you will instantly receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your outcomes wager. So you can go down, you can put five bucks on Arizona State money line to upset the University of Arizona. And if they win, you win big. And if they lose, you still get your $150 in bonus bets. It's truly a win win situation, all you have to do is download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or on Android, or you can visit BetMGM.com, sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account, place a wager on the amount of $5 at standard odds prices, boom, regardless of the outcome, you get your $150. Make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you place that bet on the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $5. You can go ahead and check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Call in the U.S. Call or text four six seven three six nine Massachusetts. 21+ wager. Please Call for help. All right, real quick, Ralph, before we let you get out, if you're onto your exciting day that I know you have planned ahead of you, I want to look at the university of Arizona basketball. Cause we focus about what ASU has mm-hmm. to do in order to pull up a win for them. U of a, on the just overarching scale of college basketball. I feel like fans of the university of Arizona are a little bit lower on them than uh past years when they've been so that. high, yeah. in, <laughs> so high in the rankings. Do you feel like there's any chance that they do kind of falter and, and kind of peter out at the end of this season?
1: Um, maybe I mean they they've had tough tests right like they've got the win over Duke they've got the win over Michigan State they've got the win over Wisconsin um Florida Atlantic at the point that Arizona played them was a very very good team um and that went to double overtime uh they they've shown since then that they could get the double overtime win over over Utah so they can be good in clutch moments um you know I think that they They've gotten scoring at Abalo. I think he's been their high scorer uh, three times in conference play, which is a little bit of a surprise. But I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think they like that. I don't think that they like that Caleb Love can go cold. I just honestly, I don't know if they trust Love and Larson as much as they've trusted stars in years past. But I will say, I think that for a lot of this team um, coming together, uh, late and, and love coming over from North Carolina. I think it's one of Tommy Lloyd's better coaching jobs, but, um, like like you said, I have noticed that too, that university of Arizona fans seem to be a little bit lower on this team. And maybe that's just expectations over time, uh, being beaten down, but I, I like them. I think with the amount of movement in college basketball, um, expecting your team to just be running the table, uh, is kind of a thing of a bygone era. And so I think they're mm-hmm. one of the top 10 teams in the country. Um, I think that they should have elite eight expectations and yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, um, I'm not sure that they have the consistency from their star player to go far but at the same time, they've had superstar players and not gotten past the second round, like when the Lordy Marketing year and the DeAndre Aiton year, mm-hmm. so you never know. But I know you just took a break to pay bills and, and I got to go here in a second, but I wanted yes, to, uh, uh, speaking of paying bills at PHNX, I want to say my diehard box came Let's go. in the mail. Uh, oh, starter beautiful. With the free t-shirt, got some stickers in there. And then this is a nice touch here. Look at Got the that. Die Hard membership card. That's pretty cool. He's so of beauty. Shout out to my guys at PHNX. Eric, Totri, wherever you are, out enjoying who life. Knows what?
0: Who knows what Totri's doing, honestly. I have no clue. He's probably on the run. I think he's uh, in witness protection from U of A fans. But Ralph, we appreciate you stopping by. We appreciate you being a diehard. If you want to be a diehard like Ralph, go to gophnx.com. You can figure all that out. Ralph, thank you. Go Devils. We're going to let you say goodbye. Go have some fun. And uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later, all right?
1: all right forks up
0: forks up baby all right that is ralph amston you can go ahead and follow him on twitter at ralph amston stick to the name is i'm sure that if you're in here you probably already follow him now look we got tony in the chat who's the u of a fan. We got short bus in the chat we got ltc there as well guys we appreciate you all being here, we really do. We hope you keep it nice and we keep it a little bit friendly in the chat. I know, I know it's territorial cup. You guys can go at each other a little bit, just don't make it personal. If you guys are here, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe to PHNX. Like Ralph, you can become a diehard. You can get a free shirt, you get access to all of our events a little bit earlier. You're going to get all sorts of fun stuff, including our diehard discord and that is something that is really beautiful if you are a sports fan in general especially if you're an asu or u of a fan because the diehard discord channels are open to everybody so if you want to hop in talk a little crap hop out you could do that as well plus it's a great way to communicate with all of our hosts not just here with me and totri on asu but of course mike luke over at u of a you got the entire sun squad the cardinal squad everything that you could possibly want as an Arizona sports fan is all on our diehard discord and and I promise you we've got a couple diehards in the chat we got Sharon, we got short for us it is awesome in there truly a fantastic community especially for me what I've noticed since being here at the ASU show is just the passion the passion that everybody has, especially when it comes to these big games. We're going to talk a little bit more ASU U of A. Then we're going to look around at other ASU athletics. And then of course we have our Friday staple hot or not. I'm sorry, Donald is not hearing the chat right now for hot and not, which is unfortunate because I know that it is his favorite, but I know our boy Jacob Franklin, who's producing right now is going to have some great topics. One thing I wanted to look at is U of A's losses so far, this season and what the other teams did to kind of limit and figure out how to upset again arizona who has been a highly ranked team this entire season but there is a reason why u of a fans are a little bit lower on them than usual part of that could just be ptsd from all the time but they've had high expectations and they have crashed and burned in the postseason however i want to focus in on a couple of games first game i want to look at is washington state when they are able to take down arizona 73 to 70. now just a quick peek at the box score the main thing that stands out to me is the fact that caleb love was really the only person for u of a that put it on the board points wise. He had 28 points, but he shot 10 of 25 from the field. He was forcing up a ton of shots. He was forcing up a ton of threes. Their next leading score was Balo at 11 points. Now he did grab 14 boards, which Ralph mentioned was a very big point of emphasis when it comes to how do you limit this team? How does ASU win this game? You keep them off the boards, but he also talked about Caleb love kind of regressing to that mean. And he is somebody that can shoot U of a out of a game, especially if their backs go up against the wall you're going to want a guy like that to just keep chucking because, yes, there is a chance that he catches fire. But with the way that ASU pressures and the way that ASU plays defense, there's a chance you can get under his skin. You get under some guy's skin, especially the guy who's going to lead the team shots. You're going to be able to kind of put that pressure on. And you go and you look over at Washington State, they had that balanced attack that ASU is desperately going to need if they win this game. Their leading scorer had 24, but the next highest was 18 and then 11, right? So those guys, they were able to put together a collective effort. That's what ASU's going to need to do. But again, that was that was only a three-point victory. And a three-point victory is, is yes, a victory, but not one that was massive in, in blowout fashion. And that's why I really want to look at this Stanford game. Stanford, when they beat U of A, U of A was the number four ranked team. In the country, Stanford was five and six on the season so far. They put up a hundred ball on them for 82 points. You want to see a pattern here? Caleb Love, nine for 19, one of six from three, leading the team in shots and in scoring. But the next highest scorer drops all the way down to 12. Omar Balo again, rest of the starting lineup. They just combined for 17 points total. Listen, guys, if you're able to put the pressure on this U of A team overall, right, you want Caleb Love to feel like he needs to go into hero mode to save it, there is a chance that ASU can get out ahead early in this game. And if they can keep that pressure up, which we have seen them do inconsistently, but we have seen them do throughout times this season, that's really the only way ASU is going to be able to pull this off. You have to have to, have to get Caleb Love to go into hero mode, but you also have to get that balance to where you're not leaving it open. You're not letting him hit shots because if he hits shots and he goes into hero mode, he's going to catch fire. ASU needs to spit it out. They need to get everybody involved. Listen, I know I said it earlier and it felt wrong coming out of my mouth talking about this might be an Alonzo Gaffney game, but they're going to need him to step up. Because yes, Jose Perez can lead your team in scoring. Jemai Neal can lead your team in scoring. Frankie Collins can lead your team in scoring. Like that's all great. Adam Miller can even lead your team in scoring on some nights. But the reality is that when you are up against the wall and your back is up against it on the road against a team that is, according to ESPN's matchup predictor, a 97% favorite against ASU, it's going to be on players like Alonzo Gaffney. It's going to be on players like Sean Phillips Jr. in order to kind of complete that entire puzzle. It's it's two sided. You need U of A to not have the complete puzzle. You need Caleb Love to go into hero mode, break a bunch of shots, Omar Ballo not to get into rhythm, and everybody else kind of falling behind and trying to find their place when they should, hey, I'm gonna cut in here and I'm gonna try to score here. No, if they're not clicking, if they're not operating at their highest level, and it's a team that has seen underdogs beat them, not just once not just twice, but three times this year, one of them in blowout fashion, two of them in close games, that type of stuff sinks into teams, even the best teams, right? If we want to look at a a bigger, like a, a sport like the NBA, right? A professional team, obviously I'm very focused on the Suns around this time as well. A lot of talent really good team favorites going into a lot of games, but there was that problem that going into fourth quarters, you almost have that type of PTSD. When you realize that you have blown so many leads before, or you keep on losing fourth quarters and we're supposed to win. The pressure is on us. We have to win. And if you don't a couple times throughout the season, when you get that pressure put on you again, there is a chance that that seeps back in. And in order for ASU to pull off a win, when they, they, They are very, very unlikely to pull off a win. And that hurts my heart to say. But it also makes my heart happy knowing that when ASU is the most unlikely to win, they are still able to step up. And there are times where that has been when they have took over and they have won. Look, Frankie Collins, you're going to need to have a Frankie Collins game. You're going to need to have three to four steals. Listen, Jose Perez, I need you banging in the post. I need you putting the pressure on them on offense. I need you getting down and getting physical and tiring them out. Because you know that even though that this game might be similar to other games that U of A played where they're going to be heavy favorites and they're going up against a team that on paper, less talent, not supposed to be a competition. It should be a blowout. The difference is this is a rivalry game. And because it's a rivalry game, nobody's going to be taken lightly. Not a single person. Nobody's going to go into this ASU U of A game on the University of Arizona side and say, we're going to take them lightly. So you still need to go out and you need to punch them in the mouth. And I'll tell you what, no matter what, guys, we're going to have a post game show for you. It's going to be me again. Toe tree. I don't know. He's off doing toe tree things. I'm not really sure exactly what he's doing. I don't even know if Jacob knows what he's doing. All I know is I got the text saying, take the reins, buddy. It's all yours. I'm going to head out for a little bit. So we wish him the best. Make sure you guys tune in also tomorrow for our post game show. Win or loss. We're going to be there. I'm going to be smiling. I'm going to be sad. But before we get into hot or not which is what the people want i want to take a look around a couple other asu athletics so first of foremost i said it at the beginning of the show major salute major shout out to asu gymnastics adding a win in that territorial cup taking down u of a i just want to give them their props they have been awesome i know sharon our diehard in the chat was there in person she was watching them take down and guess what You see it in the caption there. That is eight straight dual meet wins over the Cats. To me, it doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter the time of year. It doesn't matter by how much. If it's a win over the Wildcats, it's a good win for the soul. But as gymnastics is in their season, and of course, ASU basketball is as well, we do have a season starting today. That is ASU baseball. Now, listen, guys, this team, they are looking to have a bounce-back year after last season, and for the first time since, I believe, 2006, they have a true freshman on the mound starting opening day. That is Thomas Burns. You see him right there in the graphic. On Saturday, you have Connor Markle and Tyler Meyer coming back on Sunday after missing a whole season with injury. Now, this is Willie Blumquist's third year with the program, and he is looking to uh, actually finally have some of that postseason success to even make it there. And part of the reason that last year, a lot of people are arguing that they did not make it onto that next part of the season was because of their strength of schedule. It's because they say, okay, your your strength of schedule, your wins and everything that you were able to do, well, it just wasn't up to par. Well, I'll tell you that this year and I know this because you look at the schedule and you see the teams, but also Willie has said this himself. They have uh, eliminated that problem from their schedule. Now, they're starting off the season tonight. They're going to have a three-game set against Santa Clara. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're going to be taking on Kansas State for a one-off. Then they're going to take on Ohio State in a four-game series. And then things get really, really interesting starting in March. You're going to be taking on Texas A&M twice and TCU and texas arlington over in arlington i believe they're going to be playing at the rangers new stadium big league ballpark and that's going to be right before they kick off uh some series against some pack 12 teams that is going to be a massive test now there's a lot of turnover on this team as there is with almost every single sport in college uh, in college athletics right now uh baseball is no different than basketball no different Ven football, no different than anything where the transfer portal and NIL has had a massive impact on roster building. And Willie's kind of picked an interesting time to come in to college baseball or college athletics in general because he's not only had to learn how to coach on this level, period, he's had to adjust to probably the biggest change in college athletics that it will ever see again. It's the last year of the Pac-12. NIL and all of that is completely taking over the sport. And now he's got his guys. Like He doesn't have any turnover from the last coach, and then it's no, no shot at programs before or anything like that, but it's kind of the same thing we talked with Kenny Dillingham, where you've got to give him a little bit of time, recruit his guys, establish his roots, and this is by no means a do or die year for Willie, but it is one that you really want to see them take that step, and to take that step, you want to see them make it to the next level at the end of the season. The Pac-12 is going to be tough. It's always tough, but going into it this season, they're going to have a tough schedule as well. We'll know early. I think we're going to know early about this team. Make sure you go out and you catch a game. Those are always a lot of fun. I remember going to ASU baseball games when I was younger. Always a blast. I love it. And, of course, also ASU softball with a double header today after they took down BYU. We are wishing them all the best. If you missed it, we have a Kelsey's Corner is going to be every single week we tap in with kelsey hall of asu softball uh that is up on our youtube channel right now if you want to go get a little bit more of an inside look at asu softball and if you want to get any of the content that you've missed in the past week or you're missing toe tree a little bit and you just want to stare at his face on the screen which i know i'm missing him you know i just got to go and i got to watch all the shorts that he posts and all the clips that he posts because you just can't live your life without a little bit of toe tree but make sure you guys tap in with softball make sure you guys tap in with baseball all of that is fantastic and if you do that I can promise you, I'm going to look into the camera. You go to an ASU baseball game, you go to an ASU softball game, or if you're like sharing our diehard and you go to an ASU gymnastics meet, you are part of my inner circle. And listen, everybody wants to be part of an inner circle, man. Everybody does. It feels bad to not be included at an inner circle. And that's why Circle K is here for you. Because their inner circle is, in my opinion, the best loyalty program that you could possibly be a part of. And the best part is, it's absolutely free right now if you download and sign up for their new app you're going to get 25 cents off per gallon for your first five fill-ups i can tell you as a person who drives as i'm sure a lot of you do gas ain't cheap and it usually ain't getting cheaper and if you find yourself paying full price well i'm i'm sorry you're you're kind of kind of doing it to yourself because circle k is right here offering you free money. And after that, you can save three cents per gallon every single day. And I have it on good authority. Now I'm not there yet because apparently I'm not special, but I know from our guys, Espo and Saul, they have continued to climb up the ranks of the inner circle and they're actually getting more than three cents off per gallon. I believe you can even get up to five cents off per gallon as well. Oh, and by the way, if you don't want to just save money on gas, you can also get free snacks on a selection of circle k products every six free on pizza coffee ice cold fountain drinks listen guys circle k is the only place that i go to to not only get gas but to walk in and get fueled up on my body as well you can join the inner circle for free f-r-e-e by downloading the circle k app today terms and conditions do apply at participating locations but go ahead and visit circlek.com for details and if there's one thing i know about circle k is that there is one near you I can promise you that everywhere that I drive, we went out to the Phoenix Raceway the other day, and I'm telling you, there was a Circle K out right there, right on the way. And if you want something, maybe when you get back from your long drive or tomorrow where you're watching ASU and U of A, whether it's a celebratory, woohoo, we won, I want to feel good, or if it's a, okay, maybe that went the way the sports books thought they were going to go, might I recommend our friends over at O. Geez, listen—it's a Flavoring Friday. We're having fun here on this Flavoring Friday. But oh, geez, they've launched two new products made with live rosin and RSO, aka Rick Simpson oil, plus the OGs Naturals and the Big OGs. Now, OGs Naturals are vegan gummies made with live rosin and available in sweet clementine flavor. And I know that's something that a lot of people were asking for because a lot of people are not on that gelatin. Even those animal products wave but they still want that feel-good Arizona-made, delicious-tasting gummy and you can get that with ogs they're looking out for you and plus for uh for those of you out there who uh would consider yourself expert consumers uh that big ogs it is perforated into 10 slices but that is 100 milligrams overall it's called the big ogs for a reason and you can go ahead and check that out at ogsbrands.com guys a personal testimony from me like they it's delicious. I'm going to be honest with you, even if they didn't have THC in them, or they didn't have CBD in them, or they didn't help me sleep, which is a lot of times what I use them for, because I have always had trouble sleeping. They taste so good. I would just eat them. I would just eat them like regular candy, man. I really would. So go ahead and visit ogsbrands.com to get the details on that. But we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Fodge, Jacob underscore Franklin for the fourth best. Jacob Franklin, my friend, are you prepared with some hot not topics
2: i am and we did not rely hey. on anybody in the discord because we didn't get anything in there so if people no, want to hear their you topic know. if people want to hear their topics guys. next time got to put them in the discord
0: guys come on man I, I i had faith i know i know some of you had your reasons and they were very good ones and we will keep that in the die hard discord but short bus you even asked me if i need suggestions i said yes short bus it's i true. would love them it's true i still haven't gotten them my man i know you're here but anyway jacob i know that you've got it covered hit me hotter
2: all right just as a preliminary i don't know if i can count this in the three uh working wi-fi how does that how does that feel is it um, hot or not
0: wor- working wi-fi is hot and if you're wondering why i'm doing this from the corner of my bedroom it is because at our office for things completely out of our control our wi-fi has gone to <clears throat> It is bad. If you want a full update on the situation, go ahead and follow Saul Bookman on Twitter. But it would be real hot to have some working Wi-Fi. Jacob, I know you're feeling the same way. And if it was up to you, Jacob, I know that if it was in your hands and if you were able to fix it with those magic fingers that you got, you would have fixed it. But unfortunately, we can't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into these. My first actual topic. This is it, a really interesting one. I was thinking about this the other day. The functionality of a penny, like the currency a penny is it hot or not
0: so why were you thinking about this
2: um i mean so like cash is almost i feel like we're getting to a point where cash is pretty much obsolete i mean there are individuals that say always carry cash on you at all times and then you've had the videos that are like well girl math if i spend cash on something it doesn't matter because it's not coming out (laughs) of my my bank account but when you think when you think about like currency and cash and that kind of stuff how like how often are you using pennies and do they matter in the grants like i'd be okay rounding up five cents to never use a penny again but is a penny hot or not
0: that's i don't know why i'm really struggling with this one i'll say it's not hot just because you're right i can't remember the last time i genuinely needed to use a penny uh, usually if I'm like parking at a meter in downtown and I'm just throwing all the change that I had into it, that's when I'm using my pennies, but like you only get like 30 seconds for putting that in there. So, so I'll go with a, not hot, not necessarily like a malicious one, but I just don't think it's good enough to give it the hot moniker.
2: I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me, I think they're relatively useless at this point, a, because 99.9999% of people are using debit cards. And if you have yeah. to spend this penny on something, it's just coming out of your bank account. Um, Sharon makes a really interesting point. Touching coins in general is just such like a – it is kind of a unique experience. Like cash is one thing. You're just holding paper. But like coins, you know, I, I think everybody can relate to this. Do you have a, like a coin drawer in your car?
0: <laughs> Not in my car. I have, a, I have a jar at home where Megan and I, we just – we toss our coins in. But I also keep some coins in my wallet for whatever reason. And I do it to myself, but it makes me upset. Every time I open my wallet, like the coins fall out and I'll go to like pay for something or I'll go to like scan in and out of our parking garage at work and the coins will just fall out and I'll feel like a big dummy. So now I'm definitely going not hot on that. But uh, yeah, I have coins, man. Now we're, I'm getting Why am I getting mad? Now I'm starting to get mad just talking about <laughs> coins. I'm thinking about dropping them all the time. Oh man, are you're going with not hot, I'm assuming yeah, as well. Absolutely. It seems like the chat's going with, with not hot as well. Okay, that was a that was a pretty easy one. It I made me think a little bit, but I think we got on the same page. Hit me with topic number two.
2: Topic number two.
0: Nap time. All right, this is an interesting one. You're you're hitting a weird, weird little spots with me right now. Uh in general, in a vacuum, nap time is extremely hot. I can't sleep, dude. I just, I can't. And I especially cannot sleep during the day if my ass cannot sleep at night. And that's been a thing since I was a kid. My parents would be like, go take a nap. And I would just lay in bed with my eyes open because they're like, you have to like, it's nap time. You're gonna go take a nap. And I'm like, I, I can't sleep. So I'm just gonna lay here and basically pretend like I have to sleep. But overall, for people who can take nap, can take naps, I think they're hot, and are are you are you nap time talking for you or I for little Franklin?
2: I can't. Well, nap time for my kid is required. Like that, she would be a mess if she did not sleep at least twice a day. She has to take probably an hour to an hour and a half long nap. Okay. Um, Respect for myself, I this is this might be controversial. Nap time is not hot.
0: Okay. Hit because
2: I I don't know if you can understand this. I wake up from a nap and I just feel like crap. Like I'm like, I'm groggy. I sweat more when I nap. Like it's, it's one of those things where like the, the, the principle of a nap sounds really, really good to me. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of tired right now. But then it's like, I'll sleep for like 30 minutes or 45 minutes and I wake up and I just feel disgusting. And I'm like, Oh, plus i hate wasting my day like i've got a very finite amount of time that i can use and i've got a lot to get done pretty much every single day so nap time like i don't know would you go use the couch in the back of our office like would you would you use a a a sanctioned nap time
0: i ain't sleeping around you people Uh uh-uh
2: you wouldn't be the the first you wouldn't be the first person
0: I'm a, I have seen firsthand some naps taken on that couch. But if I can't sleep in the comfort of my own home at night, if you think I'm sleeping with Espo around there, no chance. Why Espo? Something. I don't know. He was just the first person that came around. I, I maybe even her. I feel like I'm getting a mustache drawn on me. I just feel like I would be on edge. Like people watching me while I sleep. I just, I couldn't do it. We do have some, some comments in there. Sharon says nap time's always hot. And then Shortbus and Sharon say that Donald uh big 12 devils for those of you in the discord says hot because he's probably napping right now (laughs) which is probably why he's not here uh but i just i'm with you i would say i've probably taken under 10 naps in my entire life uh only when it's been like completely necessary or to be honest with you after a, a nice fun couple days of partying um I never I never feel better afterwards. I just don't. And then maybe that's just a me and you thing. Maybe that's a producer thing, Jacob. Maybe our brains just aren't wired to take rest at all. Let alone. If I if I, I slept for an
2: hour, uh, I'd probably get in trouble because I'd have like four texts from Espo and Saul being like, We need this done, where are you? And I'm like, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Please yeah, leave you, me you alone. go you go to microwave your lunch. And by the time you get back, you have 15 extra things on your desk. So exactly, a nap, exactly. a nap is definitely, definitely not on the table. All right. Two two good fire topics, Fodge. Hit me with number three.
2: Number three. The air guitar.
0: Okay, you gotta give me more background on that. So like you've there played it, you've played, played an air guitar. I have. I've 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 strummed the air strings once in a while, correct?
2: Right. Is it hot or is it not? Like like if I'm an outsider and I'm looking at somebody playing the air guitar, is it hot or not?
0: It's hot if you're fully committed. If you're like, if you're in there and you're not just like, ding, 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 here, I gotta, here, I'll stand up a little bit. You're like going into it or something like that. Or you're at, I, I don't know. Actually, no, it's not hot. I'm sorry. I'm trying to spin it. It's not hot. I'm sorry. It's not. I I just tried and I just did that and I saw myself on camera do that. And if you're listening right now on audio, we appreciate you. Go look over on our YouTube page and uh hit that like button while you're there, but check out me doing an awful air guitar. Um yeah, I I'm sorry. That's 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 not hot. What do, what do you say?
2: I think there are a select grouping of songs that you can play an air guitar to. Give me one. I mean any classic rock song that has like, you know i mean won't get fooled again by the who great some journey songs great acdc great like i think any grouping of classic rock songs i think you can jam to. and i think like there are songs that if you're in a bar and they come on like the entire bar is going to start like somebody's gonna be playing the drums somebody's gonna be you know shredding the air guitar somebody's gonna be tossing the mic around i think there are select select songs that is okay Okay. to but in a general grouping i think anything that somebody looks at you and they're like 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 for example you've got your airpods in right now if i saw you walking around the asu campus airpods in and you're like playing the air guitar and it's just the middle of the day i'd be like dude that guy's that guy's not good like there's something going on there
0: no it's fair uh short bus when he saw me uh hit that air guitar so terribly uh said that's meth bro uh, said I clipped that, and air guitar sober is never hot, which which is true. I feel like a sober air guitar is a lot different than air guitar when you're feeling good. Maybe you got a couple of drinks in you, or maybe an air guitar when you uh when you hit big over at Hilo River Resorts and Casinos. Because I'm telling you something, Jacob. If I walk in and I put all my money on like I don't know one number on roulette and I hit. I'm, I'm gonna hit the meanest air guitar of all time because guess what, that's just what I would do and you can do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They offer an authentic and immersive experience, an unprecedented level of entertainment that you cannot find anywhere else in the Valley. Yes, even here when we're doing Hot or Not, you can still find an unprecedented level of excitement over at Gila River Resorts and casinos. Whether you find that in their state-of-the-art gaming floor, all their slot machines, blackjack tables, live table games, not to mention their sports book, the largest one in Arizona in a casino, they also have something maybe if you want to chill out a little bit, maybe hit like the nice mellow air guitar while you're chilling out by the pool, or maybe having a nice dinner at Prime Shula Steakhouse, or maybe the rooftop restaurant, or maybe just a quick drink and a quick bite while you're hanging out by the pool. Guys, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You can stay there for a vacation. You can go there for one fun night out. It truly is the place to be if you're trying to have a good time. You can head over to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what Next Level is all about. And something else that's Next Level is the new promotion from Arizona Lottery. Now, I remember when this was in the works, I was talking to our sales guy, sales extraordinaire, Max Simpson, and he was telling me about, hey, you know, Arizona Lottery's got this thing out there where it's kind of it's merging making money with appreciating the environment in arizona and i'll let you in on a little fun fact about me guys i'm huge on outdoors i'm huge on making sure that we keep our state beautiful that we keep the earth beautiful and i'm loving that arizona lottery is on the same page with me it's a unique new ticket and promotion called arizona adventures there's three ways to play and to win big obviously you have your normal scratchers that is a way to win big you're gonna have lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes around arizona including camelback mountain which i'm able to see not from where i am right now but if i opened up the window behind me i'd be able to see it uh you're gonna be able to scratch off that these tickets have prizes up to about fifty thousand dollars but also you can check out geolocated adventures at 10 destinations across the state from flagstaff to yuma yes that includes tucson and guys it is truly a great way to get out the weather is really nice right now you can go you check in at a destination or you enter your tickets online and you can have a chance to win one million dollars cash yes one million dollars cash and arizona travel prizes guys Arizona lottery is also saying that proceeds from ticket sales support environmental conservation among other important initiatives across the state. It truly is a win-win. You can win some money. You can go see some beautiful nature and you can help keep it around for longer. Visit azadventure.com for more information, on how you can take in an adventure of a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Now short bus says I live near Camelback makes sense. Now I wouldn't say I live near Camelback, but you can see it like, in the distance far far away you can kind of see the you can see the humps I, i'm not in one of those uh one of those houses right at the basic camelback but boy boy i wish i was guys that is going to round it out here for an exciting edition of the phnx sun devil show shout out to ralph for hopping on early, you can follow him on twitter at ralph amson you can follow our producer extraordinaire jacob franklin at jacob underscore franklin for you can follow myself at eric ruby but most importantly you can follow the show at phnx underscore sun devils i'm gonna be here tomorrow night for you guys post game it's gonna be you know the best of times or the worst of times, but either way, I'm going to make it fun. We're going to have a good time. Make sure if you are not a diehard already, you join our diehard discord, get a free shirt, get that beautiful diehard card that Ralph was showing off before. I know that all of our diehards in the chat, would vouch for becoming one it is truly a beautiful community and it is one that is building and it is growing it's a great time to get in right now especially if you are an asu fan not to mention guys you can go and pick up this asu shirt as well it's a beauty it's nice it's soft it fits good i like wearing it i feel good wearing it you can go and do that at phnx locker guys go ahead and hit that subscribe button on the way out. Hit that like button on the way out. And I've got to do my man Toastry justice. Until tomorrow night when we might be happy or we might be sad, go devils and peace.